Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar-related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today, on the Tweed Couch, we're going to consult on buying a guitar. Now, there are so many guitars out there. You know, before the 50s, you had Dan Electro, and you had you had Fender. Of course, even way before that, you had Gibson and Harmony and Martin. Then you got into the 50s, you ended up with Ibanez and Moserite. Then you, you had Burns that started up, and Greco showed up in the 60s, and Fernandez in like 60-something, 69, I think. And then Bernie, Bernie showed up, and, and Charvel, Taylor in the 70s. Collings showed up in the 70s, so did Dean and ESP. Then in the 80s, it was like Pandora's box started to open up, and, and, and you ended up with Jackson and, and Rain Song and PRS and Duesenberg. And then in the 90s, all of a sudden, you saw like Sir started showing up. Breedloves started to make their way into thing. And then all of a sudden, here we are in the 2000s. And it's it's intense because now there's so many different options and so many different things that show up. You've got Fano and, and Novo, Chapman. I'm not trying to... Uh, discount those other ones that I didn't mention because obviously there was you know Ovation and Takamini's been around a long time and you have uh, Heritage and GNL and and Music Man and all those different ones and then not to mention that shapes keep coming back so things from the 50s like the V and the the Explorer made their way back again in the 80s and and started to show up anyway there, there's lots of different guitars out there right now and it's tough to figure it out so that's what we're going to work on today is we're just going to kind of counsel on what things you might need to organize your thoughts if you're thinking I want to buy a guitar now we could go into what if you don't have a guitar what if you uh, or looking for your first guitar or something like that. But that's not really the point of this counseling session. This is really meant for the type of people that either they have one guitar and they're wanting to add to their collection, or they have uh, a couple of guitars, maybe an electric and an acoustic, and they're thinking about just kind of adding a different flavor to it. And that's really what we're going to go into here. If you're really looking for a guitar and this is your first guitar and you're trying to figure out what to do, I'll make it real simple for you. If this is your first guitar and you don't know what to get, what you need to get is whatever inspires you to play. If you're into blues, look at a Strat. If you're into rock and roll, look at something like a Les Paul. If you want something that's just really comfortable and high quality and you can afford it, get something like a a Paul Reed Smith uh, SE model or something like that. If you just want to learn to play some guitar, then there's lots of options out there. I mean, when I was a kid, you went to a pawn shop and you would take whatever's on the rack. But I'm going to tell you right now, that pawn shop gets whatever they get. And they usually, it's not everyone, but this is most of them, they don't ever look at the guitar. They just go, okay, I'll put it on the rack. And so it's, it hasn't been set up. It hasn't been checked. It hasn't been intonated. It hasn't had its strings changed. It hasn't been looked over for its original parts. 
But the point of this podcast is for us to just basically look at somebody who already has some gear and they're thinking about adding to it. They have some sort of a sound or a niche or something that they're looking to fulfill. So I guess the questions that we really need to ask are things like, what are you missing? And what do you want? Will, will it make you happy? Does it fit your budget? Where are you going to get the item? And then ultimately, if it doesn't make you happy, well, then what do you do now? I guess these are the main things that we need to start with. So we'll go ahead and start with our first one. What are you missing? Is it that you already have a Stratocaster? If you already have a Strat-type sound, uh, maybe you're looking for something a little bit different and you want something with humbuckers, okay? Maybe what you're looking for is a good backup guitar, like... You have something you really like, you need that sound, and you need something else that also sounds like it. Or maybe you have a guitar that was an heirloom, um, or it's vintage, or it's something that you truly cherish, and because you cherish it so much, you don't want to take that on the road. You want to use it in the studio, you want to keep it at your house, but you don't want to take that to the club, because things at the club go missing and you don't like that. So I guess we should probably start with uh, the first scenario. So you've got something like a Strat and what you're finding is, is that as you're playing, uh, maybe you go to do some like ACDC riffs and, uh, um, you know, you try and do Sweet Child of Mine with Guns N' Roses and, and, and maybe you're, you're trying to get that, that big sound out of it. You're trying to do, um, Interstate Love Song, Stone Temple Pilots, and you can't do those things and you're having a difficulty doing those things, um, simply because your Stratocaster is just too thin sounding. Okay. Well, the first thing you need to ask yourself is why is it thin sounding? Maybe it's your amp. Maybe it's your pedals. Maybe it's the pickups. You know, there's a number of different things. But if you like the sound of your Strat, don't change the Strat. If you like the sound of your amp, don't change your amp. Because all of that stuff will affect the tone you already like. So really the best way to look at it, unless you have like a Kemper, obviously with a Kemper you can easily change it, or a Helix you can easily change, um, you know, an Iridium, a Podgo, whatever you use if you're using a multi-effects, there's lots of things you can change with that for as far as amp is concerned. But a lot of times the easiest way to change to see if what you were missing is not that you needed another guitar, it's that you needed another pedal. Possibly if it was a drive issue, what you were missing was was possibly um, a Barber Direct Drive, um, a a Wampler Paisley Drive, a Box of Rock, uh, a um, you know a King of Tone. You know, there's there's lots of different pedals out there to help you get that drive sound you're looking for. And it's possible that the drive sound you're looking for is really just trying to push the front end of the amp more. So maybe what you need is like an MXR microamp or what you need is something to boost your signal and push that front end and then maybe add a drive. You know, I mean that honestly, that's what one of the beauties of something like a Klon um, or, or possibly a, a low driven tube screamer is that when you leave it on all the time, it can really thicken up the sound. 
So if you finally end up getting yourself in a place where you go, yeah, it's still not what I want. I think I need a new guitar. I need another guitar to get me that sound that I really, really want. Then that's where you really should look at who gets that sound, who achieves that sound, and then decide, is it because of their gear or is it because of their technique? Okay, so let's say it's not your technique, okay? You, you just want to try and get a new piece of gear, which I understand. Whenever I get a new piece of gear, I always feel like I get a little bit better. Why? You know, sometimes it's because it's, it just motivates me to play. And just that motivation helps me out. But in this, in, in this instance that I'm talking about is you just finally get yourself to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm not going to sound like Slash with a Telecaster. It's not going to happen. I tried. It just doesn't work. I tried some pedals, didn't work. Tried a different amp, didn't work. So, in which case, you're now looking for a guitar. When you look for that guitar, start at the place in which you heard the tone. Okay? So, one of the warnings I will give you is that if you heard the tone on an album, it's highly possible they did not use the guitar that they used live on the album. Highly possible. I've seen this a a lot of times where somebody um, uses an amp or an effect or a, a, a guitar in the studio and they did not use it on the album. Matter of fact, I actually have a guitar that I used all the time in the studio, but when I played live... I used a different guitar because that guitar live set the scene that I really wanted. It set the sound that I really wanted for my live stage presence. But my studio guitar did a really great job of going to tape and fitting in a mix and doing all of that stuff. So that's the reason why I still used it and kept it in the studio for that particular application. Um, Back to that point that I was getting at, which was if, you know, you're looking for the tone of something, you want that ACDC tone, well, if you're playing SGs and you're listening to SGs and you're going, well, that's not the sound that I'm looking for, well, keep in mind that the sound you're looking for may be the other guitar player. I mean, Malcolm is the reason why ACDC sounded so big to begin with. Um, now, yes, Angus, he did a great job of like being able to cut through a mix, but that big girthy sound, I mean, that, that's a Gretsch and that, that's going to blow some of you guys' mind, but that's, that's the truth. And so, um, so, you know, maybe that's something that you're looking for. You're looking for a Gretsch. Well, what kind of Gretsch are you looking for? And so start there, uh, and start looking. So, um, that's, that's where I would go. If you've tried all the, exhausted all those other things and you go, yes, I need to get a guitar. Maybe that's a route that you need to go. But then there's also that option of, I like my guitar. I think it's really great. Um, but I don't want to take that one on the road anymore. Uh, maybe it's unreliable. Maybe it's a family heirloom. Maybe it's it's just too nice now. Whatever it is. Maybe it's vintage. So um, if you're in that kind of a place, well, then look for something similar to what you have. Okay, if you're looking for the perfect backup, well, the perfect backup is exactly your guitar. 
But keep in mind that you're also now paying twice as much for the same sound, if you will. Okay? And that's and that's viable, and that's understandable, and I have no problems with that. Um, and you shouldn't have a problem with that either, if that's something that you decide to do. But a lot of people really prefer to use that guitar and use it to its fullest extent. I mean, it's a tool to be used. And so I would actually encourage you to use the guitar you have. Uh, it's part of the reason why a lot of people will buy used. Buy a used. It's already got dings in it. It's fine. Yeah. So that, that's where it's at. So that's if you're missing that type of sound and you're trying to find that type of sound. The next question that we actually end up going into is what do you want? Like what kind of a sound do you want? What kind of features do you want? Uh, are you looking for um, a feature that is um, an acoustic pickup inside an electric guitar? Are you looking for something that has a toggle switch that's up by the upper bout as opposed to down by the lower part? Do you want it to be a push-pull as opposed to a five-way blade? Do you want toggle switches? Um, are you looking for a feature where you have a, a, a P90 in the neck and a, uh, a humbucker in the bridge or a Telecaster bridge pickup and a, um, a, a wide range pickup in the neck. Um, you know, what, what are you looking for? So what do you want? If you have a Telecaster and that Telecaster is traditional, but what you really want is a wide range pickup. Well, you could modify, you could do all that kind of stuff, but maybe what you need is another Telecaster. And it's okay to get another Telecaster. It's tough to find a pedal that does a wide range pickup. You're, you're, you're just, you're going to have a tough time with that one. Um, you know, maybe you have a, uh, a Cabernita Telecaster. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you can put a, a, a TV Jones pickup in a Cabernita Telecaster and it will not sound like the same TV Jones in a Gretsch White Falcon. It doesn't. And I know this by experience. Okay. So it, it, there's a lot of variables that go into these things. So sometimes you just need a different guitar to do it. Okay. So what do you want? Do you want an acoustic sound? Well, then you should get an acoustic. But I need to only bring one guitar. Well, then you need something with a piezo equipped. You need a, um, a, a Telecaster power bridge. You need a, um, an SG, a Gibson SG Supra, or um, a, you need a, a PRS hollow body 2 with a piezo or a P22 or a custom 22 piezo or whatever they call it now. You know, uh, there, there's lots of guitars out there that have that. Find out what are you looking for? What do you want? What do you need in order to be able to do it? And if you can't make that happen with your guitar because it's just not versatile enough, but you still like the guitar that you have, well, maybe you just need another guitar. All right, just an, an additive guitar, okay? All right, so let's go ahead and just take a quick break for a sponsor that we have in this video. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support.
the next thing that we end up having to talk about is, are you going to be happy with it? You know, I mean, what what's going to make you happy? If you have a Stratocaster and you want to look like Slash, well, then a Strat ain't going to do it. If you own a Telecaster and you want to look like Mark Tremonti, well, it's not going to happen. You know, I mean, it's just... It, it's just not going to make that that vibe, that mojo that you're really looking for, okay? And I'm not saying you can't get those tones through those things. Sure, any marriage of an amplifier or uh, pedals or guitar can make any amount of tone. Uh, I remember when I was in the studio, I was looking for something big and thick and full and uh, for this one part where we were just trying to get this tighter low end, and I was using the Les Paul with a uh, with a Marshall and I couldn't I just couldn't get it and uh, they said well why don't you put a tube screamer with it and I put a tube screamer with it couldn't get it They're like why don't you try a rat pedal I tried a rat pedal and couldn't get it and the uh, sound engineer said well I brought my Telecaster and my Mesa and I went well I'll try the Mesa and I tried the Mesa with my Les Paul and it's like nah it's not right and uh, and I said well here give me your Telecaster and I put it in the middle position with a Mesa Nomad, and I tell you what, it was big, it was thick, it was full, and it was everything I needed for that one thing. So you'll be surprised at what you find and what makes you happy in the end, but you have to have an idea of what you're really looking for. If you're looking for a sound, going and finding that sound may be in a different spot than what you expect, but if you're going for a look... Well, that's a completely different story. And that look, whether it be the color or the the um, the way you feel, the image in your head when you play it, because you see yourself looking like uh, a Pete Townsend doing a windmill with a SG or a, a Les Paul Deluxe or something like that, that, that's all important. And that's all needed for you understanding whether or not you actually need to go buy another guitar in order to have this inspiration, to have this 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 desire to go and play and and be innovative and make music for whatever reason that you're making it. Okay. So our next one that we end up getting into um, is is what's your budget? Okay. So we've talked about you know like what's missing. Um, what is it that that you want? Is it going to make you happy? What's going to make you happy ultimately? But then, where do you actually get this item? Right? And there's a multitude of, of places you can go. Um, Facebook now does a marketplace. Um, I, I actually bought a Les Paul Jr. off of a marketplace. Guy didn't want it anymore. Um, Craigslist. Uh, Craigslist used to be be- the best place for me to go. Um, both of those places, no tax. You're just buying it from somebody. So those are those are great places to go to. Online, you can still find some places like uh, maybe a guitar forum that happens to have a uh, an emporium, some sort of a of a buy sell trade type of place. Uh, Gear page is a lot of places is a place where I go sometimes. Um, also, there are some online retailers if you're looking at uh, something that is more along the lines of something new. Uh, actually. Uh, there was one Alto Music. I went there, and uh, there was no tax. Um, they're based out of New York. It was 
free two-day shipping, and um, I actually purchased a, f- a couple of pedals from them, thought about purchasing a guitar, ended up not, but you know, it was all tax-free, and it actually made it kind of a pretty cool place to to go to um that on top of they were running a, a special it was like 15 percent off of new stuff so it was like well shoot it's when it's when it's almost nine percent tax where i live plus the 15 percent off i mean it's like i'm getting 25 percent off of this thing so uh that was that was kind of my intent in in going because it it worked for my budget um also, uh, if you know if you can't find a place like that, and you're you you do have to go someplace else. A lot of places they run the deal. You just call them and or send them an email or whatever, and they're happy to give you at minimum ten percent off. So you just really have to ask, and it depends on what it is. If it's something that's pre-order, yeah, you might have some difficulty. If it's something that is been in stock and they've had it for a long time, okay, well, that's better. If it's something that's not really uh, all that popular, um, yeah, they, they do better with those types of things because they just want to get it out of their warehouse. Uh, places I've had great dealings with, uh, Chicago Music Exchange. Man, I I picked up a five thousand dollar guitar for two grand, uh, shipped to my door with the case and certificate of authenticity and all that kind of stuff, and you know I mean they they're real good. I I purchased a, another one that was like an eighteen hundred dollar guitar and I got I found it on another site for eleven hundred. They matched the price without even thinking about it. Sent it to me. No tax. The other place would have charged tax. They didn't even charge tax. And I got the thing. So, um, you know, there are places that you can go to. Chicago Music Exchange did a great job with that. Um, Sweetwater, uh, they've actually, I've had a harder time with them lately. Uh, they don't want to move as much. Um, usually they'll give me about 10%, but uh, most places will give me 15 without an issue. Uh, when I was a, a full-time touring band, I got 10% above cost. So hearing 10% off, that that doesn't strike my fancy. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really go, yeah, I'm not motivated to buy that. I'll just wait till it's used. Um, I don't need it, you know, kind of thing. Uh, other places that I've gone to that I've had really good dealings, uh, Dave's guitar in, uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, I, I've been there once I have dealt with them a few times. They're excellent people. Dave really does love the guitars. He loves the industry. He is a connoisseur of it all. And he, and it shows in the way he runs his business. So he, he's a good dude. I, I appreciate that company quite a bit. Um, Emerald city really likes it. That's out towards Washington. Um, I, I actually, uh, have worked with a few that, uh, mean like, uh, purchase something that it, wasn't quite right. Uh, there was one place where I bought a guitar. Um, it was uh, Cream City Music, and I said that is a color I've never seen on that guitar before. It was a Reverend Warhawk 390. It was it was gorgeous, and it was this bright um, three tone sunburst. And I went, I've never seen one with that bright of a three tone sunburst. And I said, is the color accurate? And they said yes. Now, you know, I, I paid for it. I sent them my money. They sent me the guitar and it was the exact same sunburst as every other Reverend Warhawk 390. It was not accurate. And I, I didn't contact them. That's my bad. I should have contacted them and said, nope, this is not what you told me. 
Uh, instead, I ended up selling it off. I actually I traded it off for a, a jazz master and uh, and a couple of pedals. Um, but ultimately, I mean, that's one that I go. You know, man, if I ask you a question, I, I need I need you to give me the correct answer. I don't need you to just can something so you can get the sale. Uh, so that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend there. So there's a lot of manufacturers you can go to. That's the, that's what I'm getting at. So there's a lot of places where you can go and it has to fit your budget. So if you go to figure out your budget and you end up saying, uh, I've got $500 to get me less Paul tone, you need to decide is less Paul tone an Epiphone less Paul. Is Les Paul Tone a Zach Myers PRS SE? Is Les Paul Tone a uh, um, a Squire two humbucker pickup guitar Strat? You know, like that. That's you. You have to make that decision. And if the answer is no, it is not. You need to save up. Because if you just go, well, I'll just get the Epiphone. It'll be fine. What's going to happen is, is that eventually, six months later, year later, you're going to have the money to be able to purchase what you want. And now you've got this other guitar sitting here. Or you're not going to be able to get rid of it for the price in which you need to. And so that brings up another interesting point of, of if you don't have the money, if you don't have the budget to get what you want, that doesn't mean you force it. What that means is that you either decide that you're willing to go for the cheaper option, or what it means is you're looking to find used. And if you can't find it used in your budget, then you save longer to make it fit what you need to do. Uh, going into credit card debt just to be able to finance your next obsession is not okay. Um, I actually had a really good friend of mine who uh, let me borrow his Les Paul. He said that, um, you know, I, I, I was telling him about a guitar I really, really wanted, and he said, well, just sell off my my Les Paul and go, and go get it. And I said, I am not going to sell off your Les Paul so that I can help fund my next obsession. It just didn't seem right. It's not right. Um, and so um, ultimately, I, I mean, I gave the guitar back to him. You know, we, we have a very good relationship in that, that manner. And I gave it back to him uh, because I went, you're going to regret that I sold this thing off because I wanted something I'm probably not going to keep or I'm not going to love as much as you'll love this. And he actually mentioned not long after, like within a year when I gave it back to him, he said, you know what? I, I really appreciate the fact that you didn't get rid of this. I, I really love this guitar and and that's great. Yeah. All right. So we get to our last, uh, little bit is, is okay. What happens if you're not happy? So there you were, you did everything you could. All you wanted was a Gibson Firebird guitar. I want a Firebird. I want mini buckers. I want those things. I want a little lyre on the back, lyre, whatever you want to call them, a maestro, fibrola, <laughs> you know, and you go, ah, this is what I want. That's what I want. That's the image in my head. That's the sound I want. It's going to be amazing. You get the thing and you go, mm, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. 
it's it's thin or it's it's dark or it's too bright or or it doesn't cut through a mix or it doesn't sound good with the the songs I'm trying to do or whatever it is and that right there is when you have to answer yourself these four questions number 1 should I return it well if you bought it new you can return it if you bought it used I have a tough time returning it unless it was a store. Like if you bought it on Craigslist, nah, man, you own that thing. Okay. If you, if you bought it on Facebook marketplace, nah, 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 you own that thing. If you bought it on reverb and they do accept returns, that's on them. You return that thing. If you don't like it. Okay. Make sure you didn't mod it. You didn't change it up any of that kind of stuff. Okay. So the first thing is you go, well, can I return it? And if you're like, no, nah, I can't return it. Okay. Well, then the next thing you need to ask yourself, can I, can I trade it? <laughs> All right. Can I, can I trade it for something I actually do want? Okay. Well, here I have this Firebird. I didn't like it at all. It was not the sound that I wanted. What I really wanted was an Explorer. Can I trade it for an Explorer? Well, go to Facebook Marketplace, go to uh, Craigslist, go to, um, go to the gear page emporium uh, go to uh, a gibson forum go to uh, wherever and see if you can trade it or call up a retailer and say hey i've got this i want an explorer can i trade you and odds are you'll have to add some money but that's an option maybe you just sell it i'm gonna get rid of it. i'm gonna sell it so you post it up on ebay or reverb or craigslist or Facebook marketplace, right? So these are all the places you would have bought from. This is where you would try and sell it. You're not happy. Do something about it, right? Maybe you just go, you know what? I'm going to stick with it. Just because I'm not happy right now doesn't mean I won't be happy in six months. So if you can afford to keep it, just keep it. Enjoy it, right? If you're not happy, maybe what you need to do is put the thing down. Because what the image that was in your head, the sound that was in your head maybe got skewed a little bit. Maybe you're just having a bad playing day. I've bought new equipment, brought it home, played it. Within two hours of playing it, I go, this thing is terrible. I'm not going to keep it. Was within an inch of putting it back in the box and sending it back. And I went, I'm going to plug it in tomorrow. And it's gear I still play today. And it's just because I was having a bad day. So maybe you stick with it. See how it goes. Wait till the market increases. Whatever. Okay? And then, of course, your final last option that you could do, if, if you're just not happy with it, well, you modify it. I don't like mini buckers. Well, does somebody else make a better mini bucker? Maybe they can be rewound. Uh, you know, a guy, Dylan, Dylan talks tone. He does a thing where uh, he, he encourages you not to rewind a pickup Unless it's specific to a certain like guitar, like a wide range pickup, that's a different hole than a normal humbucker. So you really, you're either buying Lawlers or you're buying a different Fender pickup, or you're having it rewound. Um, if, if you're, you know, if you've got these little tiny mini buckers in a in a Firebird, well, you're you're either rewinding it 
buying somebody else's version or you're routing and you're putting in what you want. So, you know, I mean, there's a guy, you know, Dylan will, will do that kind of stuff, you know? And so, uh, you know, and I'm sure there's somebody in your, your area or someone that you can send it off to and you could do that. You can modify it. Maybe the issue is not the pickups. Maybe the issue is the tone pots. Maybe the issue is your amplifier. Cause after all, it's a marriage between the guitar and its amp. So ultimately, this is what you have to look at. So if you're not happy, you've got lots of options, tons of options. But that's the reason why you do the front end work. That's the reason why you decide, what do I need? What am I missing? What do I want? Is it going to make me happy if I actually get this thing? Does it fit within my budget? Does it match the picture that's in my head? You know, all of those types of things. All right. So I'm going to leave you with these things. All right. And uh, it, it's kind of a, a way to look at it. I mean, if you're a hobbyist, you know, you you just do this for fun. Then in which case you're in no hurry. If you have a Strat and you really want to sound like ACDC and you decide you need a Gretsch or an SG, you're in no hurry. So take your time. Find those things. Figure, figure it out. Find the right deal. Save up the money. All that kind of stuff. If you're a volunteer, volunteer, worship leader or something like that, and you don't find yourself going, I have to have this in order to make worship better. Well, then don't get it. Wait. Wait until you have the money. Wait until you know exactly what you need and then get it. And if you get it and ultimately it didn't work, be okay with that you lost money or be okay with the fact that now you have to sell it or you have to return it or something like that. But let's say this is your job. You're a professional. You know, uh, one of the jobs I have, I have a few different jobs. I don't solely do this. I do, um, I'm also a hired gun. I go and I, I am paid to go play some places, uh, whether it be locally, I'm flown out to go play areas, recordings are sent to me and I play over a recording. There's, there's lots of things in which I do for that. If I find that I need a mandolin and I need to know how to know how to play it, well, that's something I need right away and I got to pay for it and I've got to get that. If, um, if I need to leave a guitar on tour and I don't want to leave one of the ones I have, I need to pay for that. I need to find that. And so in which case, those are examples. I'm not going to send my Telecaster. I'm going to buy another Telecaster that I can just leave with them because I want mine, right? So find your purpose. Find the purpose of why it is that you're looking at buying that next guitar. And when you find that next guitar that you want to purchase and you go through all those things and go, am I, what am I missing? What do I really want? Is it going to make me happy? Does it fit that niche? All that kind of stuff. Then that's when you know, you know what? It's probably time for me to go ahead and make that purchase. And if I'm not happy then I can sell it and it was worth the try. Well, that concludes our session of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. My name is Dr. T and remember, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I have fun talking gear. Until our next time. <laughs>